breath in and a slow breath out. Welcome everyone to the Mindfulness Podcast. How is life treating you today? So Lele here uh, together with Pat. Hey Lele. Hey everyone. Today uh, we are gonna talk with uh, a very interesting guest. He's uh, um, an IBMer. Uh, that is still studying as well psychology and we are going to talk about mindfulness and psychology um, and stress resistance and acceptance so it's a very fascinating conversation but before that let's uh, let's start with the news so one very wonderful thing that happened Pat to to us last week we tried an experiment we did like one practice together with the uh, with the whole community so we sent an invite and we asked the whole community just come to practice and more than 80 people uh, joined so we had like a wonderful practice all together right and you know the kind of feeling that when you're practicing you practice with many more people at the same time and that you see these people there on uh, on the on the video chat it's uh, it's nice it's um, it feels good uh, so thank everybody again for coming we will do more perhaps once a quarter um, and yeah that that was nice and then many uh, of the cohorts of time uh, already finished um, so that is that is excellent right so many completed their journey um, so thank again also for the to all the supervisor to have made it possible right we will do the next round uh, perhaps next year around february march and before in january uh, we will have the so-called train the trainer session uh, for you know the new wanting to be uh, supervisor or trainers of of our journey. So that's it for for us from the IBM side. What's uh, what's from your side, Pat? The latest and greatest mindful news from Kindrel is one: we have completed our first two mindfulness-based stress reduction cohorts. We have really great metrics because we did pre and post assessments and we have improvements in double digits in terms of mindfulness, attention, well-being and stress management. We are also currently wrapping up our campaign for Movember or Men's Health and Well-being Month. We've been doing lots of sessions, events, we have blog posts and videos. If you haven't seen some of the, the men from Kindrel share their insights, go to, uh, go to my LinkedIn page and you'll see some of that. Uh, moreover, we are starting to plan next year, what kind of events, where we're gonna be focusing our time and energy. And other than that, we are finalizing our go-to-market strategy and offering to start bringing mindfulness to our customers and partners. So really excited about all that news. Happy to hear what's happening at IBM. Thanks for sharing, Lele. Back over to you. Great. Okay, so without further hesitance, let's get to our guest. I think I want to in introduce you uh, with uh, Zarin. That is um, uh, an IBMer, right? That contacted me. That is in, was very interested in mindfulness. But also interesting is that uh, she is a student of psychology at the same time. And when somebody is also studying 
either you know a kind of you know, psychology or you know anything related with the brain or the mind i'm always curious to know more about it about what is the science base is it mindfulness something that has something you know to do with something that we you know we are studying as well in a in a university uh, do we have the mindfulness benefit proven and those are the things that i would be curious that's why i invited zarin here in our podcast uh, so Zarin, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for, for welcome, being welcome. here. Um, thank you, Todd. Thank you, Lele. It's really nice to be here today. Anything uh, we should know about you that we didn't say? Um, I think I think you guys mentioned everything. I'm a student. Um, I'm an IBM. I'm on placement right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's me. Nice. So uh, let's start with uh, your mindfulness journey, right? So when, uh, because of course, uh, I think we could still be surprised, but if students, right, or young people, not uh, like anymore like us, but you know, folks that are younger, uh, get in touch with mindfulness, right? I don't know why, but I still have to, but to say like, how did you get through it? Because many of our guests, you know, some get to mindfulness from a corporate, like from IBM or from Kindred and so on. Some get because they get a book, but usually it's later, it's after the studies, right? It's very few that started very early on time. So tell, tell us, how did you met it? So... I'm 20 years right now, and I was first introduced to mindfulness when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was introduced to it, um, I didn't know it was called mindfulness. It just came to me as breathing techniques, you know, taking some time out to yourself, things like that. So that's how it was introduced to me, that whole concept. And after that, like, I found it, um, I found it like a very difficult practice because you know just sitting focusing mm-hmm. on your breathing it's very like i'm my mind is always so active that i found it, it very difficult to just focus and focus on my breathing understanding what's happening in my body so it's it's a practice i gave up on very soon mm-hmm. um so <laughs> uh so this was like sort of on and off for many years and then I came to university. I go to the University of Bath. I'm a psychology student, as you've already mentioned. Um, I chose an optional module called Psychology of Well-being. Mm-hmm. So this uh, my year was the first day that a module was being offered to the university students. And my lecturer, she took us, uh, there was a whole lecture uh, once that semester. Mm-hmm. That was mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's when I truly understood what mindfulness was. In my head, mindfulness was just sitting in a quiet place, focusing on my breathing, focusing on what's happening in my body, which is very difficult for me. But that's mm-hmm. when I found out about informal mindfulness. That is just focusing in what's happening in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and as a part of that module, uh, the coursework we had was practicing mindfulness for a, a certain amount of time for like every single day. Mm-hmm. So that was the coursework our lecturer set for us. So there is no essay, uh, no exam. She wanted us to practice mindfulness. And then she wanted us to tell her uh how we felt before, after, and the sort of implications it had. Mm-hmm. 
so when i first i heard about this coursework i was like it's so easy you know it just made my life my module easier i'm going to get a good grade and then i was like i don't do i really want to do it but then i actually gave it a try mm-hmm. then when i tried i found it to be absolutely amazing mm-hmm. that's how i started getting into mindfulness so i would give the whole credit to my lecturer who introduced me to mindfulness the true meaning of mindfulness uh i'd say right yeah there's a lot of questions there from uh how did you you know find it how did the other students find it how was the practice but but i'm curious what was the link between psychology um and and kind of mindfulness there um so that whole uh, whole module was about psychology of well-being mm-hmm. so usually when we think about psychology it's always about mental health mental health illnesses but this module was just focused on positive psychology and how can we uh, you know focusing on our well-being our psychological well-being our happiness resilience things like that so mindfulness was in integrated with these sort of concepts and the whole point of introducing us to mindfulness uh was to highlight the benefits it can have in our everyday life mm-hmm. uh, and that's how it sort of came about to be in our course and as i said before this was the first ever year they introduced mindfulness or such a concept to a class of psychology students very nice so what were the benefits so we were taught about a lot of benefits um you know people again we associate mindfulness with mental health uh, happiness but mm-hmm. a less known fact about mindfulness is that it's even used as treatment for chronic illnesses pain related illnesses because it's effective in you know um dealing with such illnesses um but speaking from a mental health uh perspective it improves um our focus you know emotion regulation uh you know stress regulation many other things like that like mindfulness is a wonderful uh what do you say a practice uh, that has so many benefits that's yeah so pick one let's talk about one of the benefits <laughs> here what is your your favorite or the one that things means more to you or i think um the one that i love the most or the, i found that like found that was very helpful to me when i practice mindfulness was emotion regulation mm-hmm. i feel as students oh we have so many deadlines Mm-hmm. and when while we are students we have our normal life going on we might be working so there are so many things we have a lot of reasons to be stressed we are overwhelmed very often because of academic pressure different things like that mm-hmm. so for me emotion regulation was definitely the most beneficial part of mindfulness yeah so what is it about emotions that we need to regulate <laughs> That's a very good question. Um 
as human beings on a daily basis we have different things happening we have different sort of things that could stress us out and we just have so many emotions overwhelming us and we are often just shutting it down suppressing mm. it we do not acknowledge our emotions mm. um, we do not give it the importance it deserves mm. you know we are immediately like oh i can't feel like this i need to get on with the next task you know i need to get on with my day i have this to do i have that to do but what we don't realize is that when we suppress it it just stays there and it accumulates over time and it gets much worse mm-hmm. the whole point of mindfulness um is that we accept we acknowledge our emotions so like psychology defines um mindfulness as paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally to our emotions mm-hmm. so that's exactly what we are trying to do with so once we acknowledge like imagine if i'm having a very overwhelming moment and i'm just like you can't feel like this you have to get rid of this you have to move forward i will get i'll get forward but it will be there somewhere and it just gets worse after a time point but then if i acknowledge it and i think about it, i'm like why am i feeling like this what's wrong how can i make it better you know i am accepting it i am allowing myself to feel that so i accept it and then i move forward i find solutions to my problem i everything just becomes easier when you accept your emotions you can't be in a battle with your emotions and life at the same time you know mm-hmm. but okay so it's uh, the emotional regulation comes with acceptance that's what yeah. i i hear right so the fact that uh but how does it work then in the happy part like the, the positive emotion let's say not like I'm not talking about anger or uh, stress or uh, you know whatever but is on the positive side right you know i'm super happy it's my birthday or i'm excited i'm doing a podcast whatever mm-hmm. how can is it still acceptance or it definitely is um with what essentially mindfulness does here is you know we as human beings we will have different moods mm-hmm. different sort of emotions you know what mindfulness essentially prevents is imagine we have some sort of bad mood mm-hmm. it will prevent it from sustaining and turning into a prolonged period of sadness or depression mm-hmm. we accept it we treat we allow ourselves and we are like okay that's okay today i can feel like this i can take a day off i can take some quiet time to myself i can indulge in uh, activities i want to do i can give myself a bit of a treat and then you know you move forward uh with positive psychology like you know when you practice mindfulness for a long period of time there is some evidence you know like with research that it alters your brain mm-hmm. our brain is very plastic and continuous practice of mindfulness just alters our brain in small ways but for the best mm-hmm. 
and people who uh you know who practice mindfulness they are more equipped with um skills that helps them regulate daily stresses better mm-hmm. so that just improves their quality of life you know so if something is coming my way um or multiple things are coming my way and i just do not have the skill to handle it i just panic i am overwhelmed mm-hmm. and i'm just like going into that rabbit hole of thinking and panicking and i don't know what to do but if i have practiced mindfulness and i have that sort of skill with me i'm like okay there are so many things coming my way that's fine i'll deal with it one at a time so there is nothing that's ruining my day my life my mood i think that's where the whole positive psychology connection comes at least from my understanding <laughs> You also mentioned a good point earlier with um you know before you accept something you have to acknowledge that it's there. I have to acknowledge that I'm having this emotion, I'm having these sorts of thoughts. That's what's happening in the present moment. I'm not judging whether this is good or bad or it should be like this or that. I'm just acknowledging it. I'm accepting this is what's happening. And then I then you started saying, yeah, I could say, well, is there a better way? Do I do this? You know, can I approach this in a positive way, positive psychology? But Leila, you bring up a good point here. You know, it's often we want to regulate the bad emotions, the you yeah. know, stress, the anger, but why would we want to regulate the, the the good emotions? And I I'll say what I think and then I I'd love to hear what you, what, you know your thoughts Leila and, and Zadin please chime in as well. Because I feel like often we're we want the good emotions so much that when they're there we're going to be doing everything we can to to keep them and there's a lot of suffering when they change when we're mm-hmm. not feeling joy or you know when we're in love and then we lose love so it's about being mindful of when we are in those positive states that that will change and that will pass and that will evolve into something else mm-hmm. and being aware of of that and maybe not becoming too overly ecstatic knowing that then again you'll you'll dip but curious lately what what your thoughts are for me it's also connected with um ego right so you know when you are very uh, there are moments where you're very happy and then you become very proud of yourself right and this pride removes you uh from the opportunity maybe to listen to the others to not overcome the others right to I think if we are constantly living in that mom in the mom like we are looking forward to something mm-hmm. then that wouldn't be mindfulness as a whole because the whole definition of mindfulness is to be present in the moment mm-hmm. so we need to let go of the past and we we shouldn't think of the future it is just to stay in the moment so if we are thinking about like as the example was Uh, of eating a burger oh i'm so excited to eat that burger yeah. oh, the feeling i will have we shouldn't think about it as a like okay you can plan to have a burger but it's about like today is my moment i am grateful for what i have today and i'm okay with whatever i'm feeling today so if we are just constantly thinking oh i shouldn't have done that or i will do that mm-hmm. we can't be mindful enough from uh the way of you know the benefit of mindfulness to the way how we can get those benefits right so what is the 
the practice you would recommend or uh, something that you do, perhaps? That's a very good question. So as I mentioned before in the podcast, I find it really difficult to just sit in a place, focus on my breathing and what's happening in my body, mm -hmm. essentially. But what I follow is informal mindfulness. Mm -hmm. So that is just taking the active effort to stay focused or to concentrate. Mm -hmm. okay. Just being mindful of every small activity I do. Like there are so many things we do on a daily basis. So like any, we do anytime, anywhere. Uh, yeah, exactly. Anytime, anywhere. I think this is a very effective solution for people either who like me struggle to stay focused and mm -hmm. sit idle or you know who feel like they do not have enough time i think that's the thing like, a lot of people might think oh my god mindfulness takes so much time i need to make an active effort to sit somewhere mm -hmm. and things like that but actually all you need is to focus and concentrate in your daily life it could be like after work i take the effort to go on a walk mm -hmm. while walking i I shouldn't think about everything else that's happening in my life. I should stay in that moment and be like, wow, I see the river. That's so pretty. What's happening? You know, I see other people walking. In the same way, uh, just making sure that you're present in the moment. You focus on everything you do, you know. It might sound stupid, but then I'm pretty sure people relate that a lot of things we do in life, we just do it. And we are rarely present. Oh, mm. I've done this. But some things are so part of our routine that we just don't need any sort of focus. We just do it. It comes automatically to us. So the kind of mindfulness I prefer to practice is staying focused, you know, uh, in my daily activities. I find it the easiest way for me and effective as well. Nice. That's that's good to, uh, you know, to because many really think mindfulness meditation, right? So sitting down, spending time, um, and of course there is definitely a benefit in that. I was just talking to an IBMer that said, you know, every morning I wake up at four a.m. and I do my half an hour practice, and then I read books about mindfulness, and then I do another practice. And like, yes, yeah, okay, that's good. Um, and that's actually, you know, ideal what to really discover mindfulness, but it's not the only way, right? Okay. Mindfulness is the simplest of the things. It's just you becoming aware. Yeah. Um, good. So that's actually what we we can do. Can, can you lead or describe a practice for us? Something we, we can do with at least the people that are listening? Um, I can't really <laughs> lead a practice, but... Okay. I could just give examples of what I do mm -hmm. as I've already given before. Um, for me, honestly, it's not like I don't practice just sitting down and breathing and things like that. I do that as well. I do both. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just what works for me best in the moment. So understanding my need of the moment and just doing accordingly. Um, if it's like on a more daily basis, what mm -hmm. I do, like, when I go on walks, I, you know, look at what's actually around me, focus on walking, other than thinking, oh, have I made it the number of steps I want to make? Or, oh, this is all that has happened in my work today. Oh, I have so many things to look forward to at work mm -hmm. tomorrow. 
no, just staying present in the moment, think about it. Then there are days when I'm just overwhelmed with emotions, so many emotions, you know, um, it's overwhelming. Then I just prefer to take a moment to myself, sit down, close my eyes, focus on my breathing, um, understand what's happening to me. That's when the whole acceptance comes into place. Uh, you know, accept what I'm feeling and then think about ways that I can help myself. And I feel like the best part about mindfulness is the emotional independence you get. You know, um, a lot of people like me could possibly struggle with emotional attachments. Like when, uh, right now I live alone in England, but mm -hmm. my family's back in Dubai. And when I was in Dubai, I feel like when I had problem, I would find it very easy to go to my parents mm -hmm. and tell them or be it my friends. I'm telling them, oh, I'm struggling with all of this. And I sort of have someone I can lean on. It's mm -hmm. not like I do not have the same people to lean on right now. I do. But I also have the power to make myself feel better without anybody's help. So that sort of reliance is not there. I can take care of myself. I can regulate my own emotions. For me, it was with my family. For somebody else, it could be with their therapist. They've been with for many years. You know, mindfulness, again, benefits, like I can go on honestly. Um, it's something you can practice on your own. You don't mm -hmm. really need anyone, you know? Then like therapy can be expensive inaccessible for a lot of people mindfulness yeah. all you need is stay in the moment practice it's not easy i'm never saying it's easy but it's something you can build with time it's simple but not easy right? that's yeah. the whole point <laughs> exactly. yes my favorite place to practice mindful i, I was really uh, in very interesting i was in a, a shopping mall right okay. very recently i was just there for a very little thing like i was in a super hurry mm -hmm. and then Suddenly, there is a big voice in the shopping mall. Please, guys, you need to evacuate the area, right? You need to get out. So everybody, so you had people that were eating in the food court that were just getting, getting out with the plate, uh, people with the coffee, uh, kids. Yeah. For Everybody had to leave because there was like an emergency and they, had, they wanted to check the safety of the area, right? Mm. So for me, I was a super in a hurry and it was like, okay, now I have for at least one hour in time, the police should come in and all these things is a total unexpected time then what should i do right but then that was a great moment for practicing i was like okay there is nothing else i can do i just have to be there enjoy that moment that interesting weirdness of that unexpected moment yeah. and then life will go back to its own routine right instead of getting mad or whatever that actually doesn't give you back anything it just gives you back a bad day maybe or a bad that's taste the whole, of the experience. That's the whole point of mindfulness. It's literally as simple as, if I had to just put in simple words, it's just staying present. Mm -hmm. Staying present in the moment and being like, oh, I have to get angry. I have to shout at someone. Why is all of this happening? No, just accept for what it is. It's beyond your control, you know. So enjoy it. Nice. it as so thank you, Zarin, for sharing. 
uh, and coming to our podcast to talk about this. I really appreciate it a lot. Uh, me and Pat love to to always have this type of conversation. So uh, come again whenever you are bringing more information about you know psychology and mindfulness. You are invited to just you know just uh, even a short podcast to just bring in that topic to us. You're welcome. Um, and if you are present until now, you listeners, uh, thank you for listening and thank you for being present. See you in uh, some weeks from now with another episode of the Mindfulness Podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs>